Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to the premiere episode of the Pugilistic Linguistics Podcast. I am your host, Michael Foster, and I strive to come and get you a little different perspective on the normal podcast. Um, You know, especially with the things that are going on in the world today, I think that a voice of reason in an unreasonable world is sorely needed today. So why am I here? I'm here because I feel I have something to give. Uh, you know, my job is to to give you something to think on, something that you may not have considered in the past, something you may consider in the future. Uh, I strive to bring a different span uh, on things. Um, so again, welcome to the inaugural uh, podcast of the Pugilistic Lingu- Linguistics uh, Podcast. We're going to archive this, and I'm going to post this uh, after we finish this. But just basically, 80% of society are centrist in some way. They, you know, other than the 10% on the extreme left, 10% on the extreme right, the 80% kind of drifts in the middle. And my job, I believe, is to give you that voice. Uh, you got your Fox Newses and your MSNBCs and your CNNs, the ones that will uh, drown out the sensibilities, the sensible ones in the middle. And my job is to give a voice to them. I'm here for timely topics. I'm here for lively ideas, spirited talk. That's my goal. I'm not here to impose my will on you. I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong and I'm right all the time because I will be wrong on this. But my job is to bring my thoughts on things. And I hope that I can get a spirited discussion to uh, help us get out of this moral morass that we find ourselves in. And, If you're not careful, you might even learn a thing or two. Um, That's what I strive to give you. With that being said, we're going to keep this one as a 15-minute podcast, you know, just to keep it quick, keep it moving, and get you to where I am mentally, uh, where I hope to touch you all mentally. Um, But let's get started with the hot-button topic of the day. Colin Kaepernick. I pause on that because I, I I can't quite understand the venom in regards to Colin Kaepernick. For all of those living under a rock for the past three weeks or so, maybe even longer, Colin Kaepernick is a quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Sometime during the preseason, he decided that he was not going to stand during the national anthem. And when questioned about it after the game, he referenced the idea that he did not want to stand for a flag in a country that oppresses 
its citizens the way the United States does. And that was accompanied by copious amounts of venom. Uh, For the life of me, I can't understand why. But let me try to wade into this and give you my ideas about something, some of those things. First off, Colin did not bring the attention onto himself. Uh, He did not announce beforehand that he was going to do this. He just sat down while the national anthem was playing. Upon questioning, that's when he decided to say why he was going to do what he did or why he did what he did. The killer of all this is the response that he received after his silent protest. We love to quote the Constitution when it suits our needs. We love to quote the Second Amendment when we want to carry weapons, and we love to quote the Fifth Amendment when we want to keep our mouths shut. We love to quote the First Amendment when we say some things that somebody else may not like. But to think about the First Amendment, the First Amendment is a zero-sum proposition, meaning that the freedom to say things is absolute with a couple of exceptions. But it's absolute. That means sometimes, someday, somebody's going to say something or do something that you may not like. And guess what? You're going to have to deal with it. Colin Kaepernick sat down for the national anthem. So what he wanted to do. He has that right. That same First Amendment you quote when you say things is the same First Amendment that he quotes when he does things. But beyond all that, it's this faux patriotism that apparently Colin had disrespected in his protest. What people don't seem to understand is the NFL does not mandate that their players stand. As a matter of fact, the NFL, until 2009, they didn't have their players even out on the field during the National Anthem. It wasn't until the Department of Defense and the U.S. National Guard or the National Guard paid the NFL a total of about $11 million dollars that's when players started to be ushered onto the field during the national anthem. It was paid patriotism. They were trying to boost their roles, the Department of Defense and the National Guard, during two wars. So they thought, well, let's get these football players out there and let them stand for the national anthem as a show of patriotism and hopefully that can trickle down to some people and boost our roles. Paid patriotism. But somehow the national anthem has become a song for the troops. 
To this day, I don't know how the troops became a part of America's official song. But that's what's being spoken about as far as Colin is concerned. He has he doesn't care for the troops. Well, the thing is, the troops fought and are fighting for the very right that Colin is exercising. They fought for the right for you to stand or sit. That's what freedom is. Freedom is not you doing it because we want you to. You doing it because that's the right thing to do. Freedom is you have the right to do whatever you want to do. And whether I like it or not, I have to ride with it. That's true freedom. But let's back up. Because anybody worth their salt needs to understand that he is exercising the right that the Constitution specifically gives him. The, 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 the backlash started from a, what does he have to complain about? He's rich. Or how could he stand up for the rights of black people in this country and he was raised by a white family. See, if that isn't the most disrespectful statement, see, understand something. Martin Luther King did not have to march. He chose to. Not because of some misguided, uh, I just need to do. No, he felt a conviction to speak, to march, to chant, to organize. The thing about it, keeping it real, statement we use a lot. But would you understand keeping it real is doing things when you don't need to. Colin Kaepernick does not have to care about the plight of a Fernando Castile or an Alton Sterling. You're right, he is rich. So if he chose to, he could insulate himself from the rest of the world the same way the majority of his colleagues have and continue to do. But he has a conviction that says to him, I have a platform. I need to use it. And that is the most real thing he could have done. Because there are serious implications to what he did, at least in his professional career. There may be some serious implications coming up in his personal life. We don't know. But what we do know is when stuff got thick for him, he did not back down. He continues to sit on his principles, which is more than many people do these days. What's funny about all this 
besides what I've already talked about to this point. We have crucified an entire generation of sports stars for not using their power to speak upon social issues. We, we crucified Tiger Woods. We crucified Michael Jordan. Uh, Charles Barkley called it when he did a commercial about not being a role model. And we were quick to say, no, you are a role model because by the nature of what you do, children look up to you. Yet Colin Kaepernick is using his celebrity for good. Yet we crucify him for that. kind of hypocritical, don't you think? If Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Charles Barkley, and Ken Griffey Jr., and whoever else we want to throw into this soup, if they can't continue to take our money and not say anything, and they're wrong for that, then there's no way possible that Colin Kaepernick is wrong for doing what he did. Now, I am not saying whether he's right or he's wrong. I have my own personal feelings about that. This is not what this is about. This is about his ability, his right as an American to say what he has to say. So we can't have it both ways. If we're going to hold sports stars to a higher Uh, plateau and then crucify them when they don't reach down and speak on things that affect us, then we have to be okay with Colin Kaepernick and what he does. Because if not, that makes us hypocrites. So to recap, again, I'm going to keep this at 15 minutes. We'll keep it short. Uh, we're going to get some some guests on in future podcasts, so we may stretch it out. But to, keep it, to, to, to wrap it up, part one, there's a conviction in a Colin Kaepernick statement that is missing from America at large. He is doing something that is on a Jim Brown level. He is no Jim Brown. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is in the environment that he currently finds himself in, to do what he has done and continues to do is akin to Jim Brown being more forceful in the 60s because the, 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 the message he had to deliver was a bit more militant. It is Jim Brown-esque for the 20-teens. And I think whether you agree with him, whether you don't agree with him, you have to respect his movements because his movements are something that the majority of us won't do. Again, 
episode one of the Pugilistic Linguistics Podcast. I am your host, Michael Foster. I'm going to come to you every Sunday evening, 7 p.m. Central Time, with archived podcasts shortly thereafter. I will be posting a few more podcasts in the next couple of days to build a library. So be checking that out through the course of the week. But be here every Sunday, 7 p.m. Central Time, for lively talk, lively discussions. It's what I strive to bring to you. So in parting, I'll say, take care of yourself, because you all you got. Peace.